ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, human bios of all shapes and sizes. You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys for a very special Negron edition of the TSG MMA show. Sean, it's a pleasure to have you back, brother. How are you feeling today? Feeling good, man. I'm feeling feeling real good, especially after a beautiful week last week in the uh, in our picks department. I feel, uh, I feel pretty pretty hyped up right now. Hey, man, I knew the day would come, right? But nothing makes me more devastated than knowing how smug you are on on the most unfortunate events possible on my end. But it's okay, you know why? Because we're gonna have to recap the week anyway, so we could get right into it so our pick section last week sean made a very good comeback as we all know he's been down two points for many weeks now and last week he triumphed he won three extra points and it just so happened that those three matches i also picked the opposite from him so not only is he now one point ahead but he has snatched up the lead for the season so far. I'm sitting at 43 and 26, while Sean is 44 and 25. I'm still clinging on, though, to my Dynasty League at 14 and 6 compared to Sean's 11 and 9. So that is our recap on our picks from last week. I mean, it, I think it's only right we start at the main event, right? We both picked this one correctly, uh, but curious to hear your thoughts on Max Holloway's performance against the Korean Zombie in his retirement fight. Uh, I think we uh, predicted it weeks in advance when we announced this fight on our show, I would say like a month or so, that this would probably be the retirement fight. And it would be a, a resume-type fight for Holloway in every regard. You know, to add the Korean Zombie to the list of wins, and to add the knockout that he was most likely going to get, ended up getting to it. He hadn't had an, uh, a knockout since Brian Ortega. We talked about it in the last episode, and I think it was it was a great fight. It, it was exactly what the fans, I think, wanted to see. It was um, the 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 crowd was electric. You know, we're getting up super early, but. I'm not going to lie, I kind of like that time. <laughs> Maybe a right. little bit pushback, but, you know, I, I enjoyed watching it early in the morning like that. That was that was fun, but I loved it. The crowd was super electric. They were they were with the Korean Zombie, and they were with Holloway. They, you know, both you know, global fan favorites, and um, to be honest with you, I thought Korean Zombie looked good. You know, I, I think he looked I pretty agree. good in the first round. Sneaky good. And, yeah, yeah, very sneaky. And, you know, put in some nice combinations. I think he even surprised Max a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw him talk about it actually in the in the post-fight that, you know, his speed was a lot quicker than he had expected. Um, but uh, Max got his first knockout KO. I, I think that was what we all expected being fight fans. Even if you're, you're what you call a casual out there, I think everyone expected Holloway to win. Um, <laughs> And I think it was a perfect send-off. I feel bad for the Korean Zombie because obviously you could tell he doesn't want to retire, but he just knows with his body breaking down, him getting older, he knows that he's not going to be able to get himself a title. He's not going to be able to beat Max. He's not going to be able 
to beat Volkanovski now. He knows he's a couple steps behind them, and you know why keep fighting if you're not chasing the ultimate goal? And I, I thought that was really admirable. He said that in the Volkanovski fight that he knows that he just he feels like he just can't be a champion, and I think he wanted Max Holloway trained really hard to beat him and just came short. So I mm-hmm. I love the Korean Zombie for everything he's done. He's gonna be. I've had this discussion. I'll ask you this as well. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think he will be based off of yeah. reaction and uh, his resume as well. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I think the Hall of Fame is kind of thrown out there a little too much at this moment. <laughs> and I think people with above average careers get thrown in. And I think it's a little watered down at the moment. But granted, you know, the UFC is very new still. You know, it's a, it's a very fresh thing. We're 30 years in, so there's not many generations to really go off of here. So, mm-hmm. But no, regardless, keeping on the fight, I loved it. It was a perfect, <laughs> perfect main event. And um, I, I, I'm really excited for what happens with Max now. Agreed, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't argue with any of your points there. I'm... I am interested, not going to lie, to see how you answer this next question, though, because obviously you had Max Holloway in your dynasty draft, right? Um, how do you feel as far as, obviously, he got the big knockout, but how do you feel about the performance as a whole, right? Like, comparing it to his last couple fights, how, how did you feel about the way he came away with the win in that one against uh, someone that we kind of knew was probably on the way out? Wasn't my favorite performance from him. I felt like he was a little, um, a little sloppy. I felt, but I also felt that you know there could have been a lot riding on this fight. You know, there was a lot of motion before the fight, uh, probably during, and mm-hmm. even after. You know, he wasn't really the one to talk about the fight. So I, I felt he was he was still very sloppy, and I think he kind of underestimated the Korean Zombie. You know, he talked about in his post-fight thing that he was mad at his coaches because his coaches were going really fast. They were going at him like uh, really aggressively, and he kept telling his coaches that this Korean zombie's not going to have this type of aggressiveness. He's not going to be this fast. And I think hmm. he kind of underestimated the Korean zombie, thinking like, okay, like this is a fight. I know he's he's most likely going to retire. I know he's lost a step. I can, I can get a win here. And I, I don't think he's ever going to say that publicly. But I think we all thought the same thing, uh, that this For was sure. going to be one of the easier fights on Holloway's resume. You know, it, it was a good, from the Brendan Allen, oh no, is it, was it Brendan Allen last? No, it wasn't Brendan Allen. It was, what's his name? Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, it is Allen, but it's not Brendan. I'm going to let you suffer through this one. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. There's <laughs> nothing I love more than that. It's, um, Oh my God! You're so close, man. I know, I, I know it's not Brendan Allen because I I know Brendan Arnold Allen. Allen. Arnold. Arnold. Thank hey you. Arnold, man. Arnold Allen. Yes. So the Arnold Allen was a great fight, and then Yair Rodriguez before that, you know, he's had oh, some crazy, crazy good fights and like bangers. So I think he was kind of expecting this one to be a little bit of an easier one, and I think he was very sluggish, very slow, and I think he was kind of sloppy his tech he wasn't technical like i thought he was going to be and i think for i i would say a good two to three seconds when and 
when Korean Zombie landed a, a nice combo on him, I was like, you better start covering up, buddy. This is not, this isn't like what you think it is. This isn't like a, a washed up fighter. He's still going to try to knock you out. But I think um, by the, I would say two minutes left in the second round, uh, he hit Korean Zombie very clean. And I think once he knew from there and he attacked the body well, uh, you could tell that the uh, Korean Zombie was different. You know, he had been rattled. He saw his eyes roll back for like a split second. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when Max knew, like, okay, I know I'm going to finish it here. And I think the Korean Zombie kind of knew, too, because I I was thinking about it when they when they went to his corner. He was sitting there, and they're telling him, like, you know, you're doing well, you're doing well, just keep it going. Remember, we still got 15 minutes left. And I was looking in his eyes, and I was saying right then and there, I'm like, he's not doing 15 more minutes of this. This is this is it now, and like obviously that's the approach he went with. He just went guns blazing, and um, yeah. Besides that, though, I, I I don't I'm not too worried about his performance in this one because I don't think he was going into it hundred percent. Hey, all good shouts. I'm loving the analysis here. I th- I thought it was a really fun firefight, all things considered. Um, I don't know. I'm just, he is one of my favorite fighters ever, right? So I feel like I'm always hypercritical of these guys. Uh, just didn't like the way he was able to to land some really good shots against Holloway there. But uh, what can you do, right? What can you do? Can't, can't complain too much. Um, but I'm curious because obviously there was a lot of different swing bouts on here, but I think the most anticipated one besides the main event for both of us was Aaron Blanchfield coming up against Talia Santos was super pumped to watch this one. Honestly, super surprised with the way everything played out. Um, But all things considered, I still feel the same way, man. Is Aaron Blanchfield the truth? Like we have been promoting her to be. Are you asking me right now? Yeah, man, I'm oh, throwing yeah. it all on you. I love that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, yes, I absolutely still believe it. I think this was a great fight. Uh, I think this was a one of the biggest steps she's had to take in her career. And I was, I remember going into this fight saying this could be this. This is soup like a toss up. This is a toss up because Talia and her in her championship fight. Or her, yeah, I guess her, we could call it a championship fight. Her last fight was really, really good and looked really strong. So I was wondering, Erin, coming from, you know, climbing the ranks, how she would do against a championship contender. And I, you know, it wasn't the fight that I think everyone necessarily wanted when it came to uh, domination or uh, one sidedness, but. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I think I think Aaron was great, and she is real deal. I I almost wish she didn't take her in the in the dynasty because I know I'm gonna have to see her two, three, four more times at least in the next year and in years time. And I I know those are gonna be most likely W's. So she's she's real deal for sure. Yeah, agreed, man. I thought all things considered, this was definitely. Her toughest test for sure, and it showed, man. I think the first two rounds were dicey-dicey. Even the first half of the second round, right, where uh, Blanchfield was able to turn things around, man. There still was a big threat there to start the round and weren't really sure how she would respond coming off the stool. So big time, man, big time win there for Aaron Blanchfield. And I don't think this is the last we see of Talia Santos either, right? So I'm loving my picks as far as the dynasty world and how that looks for the rest of Because I could see these two ladies fighting again for the title. 
uh, at some part down the line. So exciting stuff, man. That was an awesome fight. Is there anything else that particularly speaks to you that you wanted cool. to cover or talk about before we move on to UFC in Petty? Uh, two quick ones. Um, one, like we discussed, I think Rinya is a real deal when it comes to prospects in the Bantamweight division. He mm-hmm. looked fantastic. We know he couldn't get so the finish, fast. which I, I wish he could have. I think still he was extremely. Dumb. I don't remember what the what the thirty twenty six I believe it was, or it, I think they had a ten eight in there somewhere, but uh, I could be wrong. But still a very dominant performance, and uh, that's exactly what I hoped and wanted to see. The other fight that I was super upset about, and I even said this to you, was the stupid Anthony Smith Ryan Span fight. That was robbery <laughs> hell no that was a close fight dude no it was not fight. yeah it was, it was what the hell the it was first, certainly the first one round one i'll give to anthony smith but certainly Ryan Span one, won the second one and he was the one putting the pressure on in the third anthony smith was Miss out of gas is. could barely see he wasn't doing anything spans fault. would not believe they took that from him i needed that for my picks but Span's it would have also fault. helped your dynasty so i'm not so upset about it but still I felt bad for Ryan Span because now it's like Ryan Span can't do anything now. There's nothing he could do. The fact that he's got two losses to Anthony Smith, like climbing the ranks for him, has has now become an almost impossible scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever Anthony Smith is, he's always going to be right behind him. I don't see Anthony Smith climbing the ranks into the top five ever again. And I don't mm-hmm. think he's. I think Anthony Smith should consider calling it within a fight or two because Damn. I didn't like his last two performances. I definitely didn't like this. I thought one. he looked great, man. I thought he looked great yeah. round one. For real. Like, uh, yeah, round one. Good. Round good one, guy. sure. Great. I think he was himself in round one, but it's a three-round fight. I think I think by middle of round two, obviously the injury to the eye, but I think by middle of round two, he was completely out of gas. And I think he was just trying to stay alive around two, and I felt he was kind of trying to put a little bit of pressure in round three, but Ryan was controlling that fight in, in the third round. So that's why I was so surprised that they even considered Anthony Smith in the uh, in the third round. And I thought I thought it was going to be split, but I still thought it was going to be two one Ryan. So that's a mm-hmm. tough tough pill to swallow for Ryan Span. It's tough to see what happens with him moving forward. He looked better than their first fight with each other, but it doesn't you know. It'll never matter because having two losses to Anthony Smith is what people are going to remember. <laughs> yeah. Tough one. Tough one for sure for his career prospects. But I thought it was a pretty solid win for Anthony Smith, all other things considered, man. Honestly, I really feel like that third round could have gone either way. And, and like you said, the fact that he was able to brave through what was clearly some fatigue as well as. Ryan Span putting him on, putting it on him, right? We can't. We got to be real about that. Um, Ryan Span came to play in this one and definitely did much better than he did in the first fight, but uh, just couldn't come out on top. Tough, tough roll of the dice there. You mentioned there was something else that you wanted to talk about as well, right? No, I I, I said Rinya was the one. Oh yes, uh, you're right. And he looked great. What did you think of it? Yeah, man, I agree. I think Rinya looked fast as hell. Uh, when I was watching, I was just uh, honestly blown away by that. I ended up tweeting about it too, just because the way he 
secures position and then looks to transition from there uh, much faster than a lot of people on the ground, just a shark and able to get to good positions, uh, fought, almost got that uh, north-south choke, which is really exciting to see him try to work through that. Um, didn't end up finishing it there, but you could tell the kid, the kid has a ton of power, right, in everything he does. And I think more fights like this, right, where you're able to feel out your tools a little bit, uh, get some time in the cage, and just get used to yourself, right? Um, I think the more he's able to do in that way, the better he'll be for it later on in his career. So great dubs all around, man. It was a good night of fights. Um, shout out on the undercard, Billy Goff, an underdog that we both pulled the trigger on, came in big time after getting hurt a couple times early round one against Yusako Kinishoti. Kinishota, sorry. Um, but that was a really fun one, man. Uh, I definitely recommend if you haven't checked that out to watch that one back. Um, I, something that I thought would be pretty fun, right? Kind of put you on the spot right here. Um, let's let's give out our performance bonuses, right? Um, what would you say for the night was your knockout of the night? Well, I think... I don't want to sound like everybody else, but I think the knockout of the night has to go to the walk-off knockout. And Max Holloway, that was... That was probably the knockout of the night. So I would give that one um are we going through it yeah like, yeah you know, let's let's alternate this let's alternate this okay what do you got um the walk off knockoff knockoff knockout was very good i agree but it's not going to be the one i go with cuz i am going to go with the lord himself mihal olexeshuk um insane fight Took took a hell of a beating to get there, to get to the point where he could triumph. Uh, but, man, that was such a fun fight and just such a complete madness affair. I don't mind giving him knockout of the night for that one. Okay. Like submission it. of the night. Who was your pick? Oh, submission of the night. Oh, uh, was there? No. You see? This I was is, like, wait a this second. This is the trick questions here. I got I to gotta throw you away. Just got to make sure if you're sleeping or not. Yeah, because um, I'm thinking so, for a second. I'm like, I don't remember one. <laughs> literally. Uh, so what would you say is your fight of the night if you had to pick one? Oh. Hmm. Okay. That's tough. Fight of the night. That's a tough one for me. Um. Hmm. I don't know. To me, I would probably say, I can't say fight of the night, but if I was thinking performance of the night, I would probably go with two people. With Waldo and then uh, Junior Taffa getting the knockout on Parker. And said, I ain't giving you a fight of the night. I'm giving you three knockout of the nights. You, hey, you, I, get, you get what you get. Because it's hard to get fight of the nights. There weren't really that many good, like, all-out bangers fight of the nights, you know, that go and last a distance. There were a lot of knockouts, so you really got to go more performance of the nights. Yeah. So that's why I give it to those two. Very fair. I think if any of them getting it, it has to be, once again, Lord Mihao. So I'm fine with him taking all the awards, right? Because that's just who I am. Uh, but I think it's fun that we do this moving forward just to, to highlight some of these things right and we give out our bonuses here right it might not be worth the same 50k uh but it means something in our hearts 
right? So my, definitely we'll be bringing that to you guys moving forward. But with all that being said, it's time to get into UFC Paris. We've got Cyril Gan main eventing once again against Sergey Spivak. We're going to start at the bottom of the card for this one. So we've got some unfortunate news right off the top. Just sadness always from all angles. Uh, there was unfortunately some dropouts uh, that affected this card. Most notably, we have um, obviously in the Zara Farn fight, Jacqueline Calvo-Conti coming in in last minute notice after originally it was supposed to be, <clears throat> excuse me, Haley Cowan coming up against Zara Farn. And this is at 135. Um, interested to see because right now she's, yeah, it's still listed as 135. So good to note. Um We'll, we'll, we'll get into that one later as well. But the most recent one, unfortunately, Gafarov, uh, Muin Gafarov, withdrew from his fight against Taylor Lapalus. So then the UFC kind of shuffled around some of the matches they had laid out on the card, the first of which is the first fight of the night with Taylor Lapalus, the Frenchman himself, coming up against Kaolan Lahrain from Ireland. Um this is the first fight of the night. Unfortunately, there's no odds listed on this one just yet because this fight just got put together today, quite literally. Um, so interested to see how that plays out for the rest of the week. But as far as picking this bantamweight matchup, I'm going to throw to you, Sean. How do you feel about this last second matchup? Oh, it's tough because, um, like you said, it just got thrown together. Uh, I was I was looking forward to seeing Taylor in his original matchup, but I think the hype is around Kaolan right now. If I had to say someone, I, I believe in the in the hype of Kaolan right now. You know, getting it was supposed to be on the main card, and I believe that there's some UFC Ireland card on the way, hidden secretly. No one's talking about it, and I think he's going to be on it as well. And I think a very nice dominating performance from him is what's going to start this card off. So I'm going to go with Kaolan. Wow. Wow, wasn't ready for that. I mean, in the first <laughs> France versus the world matchup, you're picking the world. Um, yeah, you know what? Because uh, I'm going to assume 20% of the fans are going to be there for the first fight. So no one's really going to see it. So it'll be a little easier to, to, to digest the loss. That's fair. It won't be a home game per se, right? Because uh, maybe at that point it will be filled up. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe maybe it gets the night gets started early. We'll see. Um, but... As far as the way I look at this matchup, I think it's actually pretty comical that you went the way you went. Because I think this is a showcase for Taylor Lapalus, right? I'm a big fan of Taylor Lapalus. Been following him since his initial run in the UFC, which I can't believe is so long ago now. I I saw the on the Tapology page and I kind of shit myself a little bit, man. I'm like, damn, I'm getting old right in front of my own eyes. Uh, cra crazy uh, to think it's been that long, but just... If, if I have anything to say about the way these two match up, it's just Taylor Lapalus is battle-tested. The man has fought so many vets at 135, veterans from 125 even as well, right, with people like Wilson Hayes, um, who I think is a monster as well. So good to always see a win against a guy like that on somebody's resume, right, if you're picking for him. Um, as far as my reasonings for how the matchup itself is going to look, I think Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of an interesting feeling out period with these two, especially because they weren't intended to be fighting each other, right? So a lot of uh, uh, initial adjustment period, I would imagine, is to come there. But um, 
I just think Teotlapolis is way too smooth on the feet. Um, I don't think he ends up finishing Cowland, but I could see it getting dangerous and dicey at a couple different points. I'm going to go Lapolis by decision, uh, but actually this is one of my locks on the card at the moment. So looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. I really hope that uh, you're wrong now. <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? Don't, don't yeah, we just, sorry. Don't we just, I just hope need the to worst? slowly start to... Um, push my way to getting more and more of a lead in the picks and slowly getting back in Dynasty. Right. That's all I need. One pick at a time, one week at a time. That's what I keep saying to you. Hey, I, you, you just help. got yourself a one-point lead. Slow your roll, okay? I know. I know. Uh, okay, look how quick a two-point lead can turn into a one, a three-point swing, right? Shit happens out here, okay? So I uh, can't wait. It always feels good, though, to come away from our picks knowing at least we have a couple matchups that we're not going to be picking the same people on and fitting that our first of the day starts there. But next up, we have our second matchup of the night. Zara Fern at plus 300, taking on Jacqueline Calvalcanti, who comes back at a hefty price of minus 350. So, Sean, how are you feeling about women's bantamweight? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Not very good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the... Uh, mm, mm. Not feeling too, too hyped up about uh, Zara here. Um, to be honest with you, I feel... Mm. I haven't been a fan of her, let's say, all. I don't know if she's on a two-fight losing streak or... I think it's a two-fight losing streak. I think but, it might be three. Oh, yeah, boy. So they, that kind of solidifies it more for me. Yeah, three. Yeah, Megan there Anderson, Felicia Spencer, Josiane Nunes. When was her last fight? What? When was the date of that fight? Um, January 21st of this year. Yeah, okay. Okay. Makes sense now. Yeah, I think this is a big first uh, step for Jacqueline here. Uh, when you get a girl with some, I guess we could say, some real MMA experience here in the UFC, I think that plays <laughs> a, a significant role. Even though it hasn't been on the winning side, I still believe that experience is vital in the UFC. Mm-hmm. It, is, it plays a very, very key aspect in you know, becoming a contender, a ranked contender, and then a champion. And um, still, though, I believe that this fight, just like how you thought the last fight was, I believe this fight was made for Jacqueline. And uh, I think she'll capitalize and get a nice win. I I agree with you on all fronts. I wish I could have some depth to my analysis here, um, but I'm going to be real. I'm a big fan of her offensive top game, and I've followed her as well throughout LFA now. So I know who she is. I'm familiar with her game, and I, I agree with everything you said. I think this is going to be a showcase fight for sure. If Zara Fern wins this, I will. This I this might even be more shocking <laughs> than. Um, <laughs> the comedy of errors that was my picks last week I, on a week that I go eight and five, right? You would think I'll be happy about that. I just get absolutely torched in the head to head matchups. Uh, not going to happen on this one. I'm going Jacqueline as well. Next up, Farid Basharat coming up again at minus 300, coming up against Clayton Claydeshan Rodriguez at plus 275. I think I killed that. Just saying. Um, 
this is a fucking banger, right? Two big time prospects. Clayton Rodriguez comes to bang no matter who he's fighting. Hard hitter, obviously good in those transitions as well, but mainly is looking to take your block off. And Farid Basharat, man, come from the Basharat school of excellence, right? Just very consistent MMA game, has good top control when called upon, but mostly wants to beat that ass on the feet. <laughs> man, I've waffled back and forth on this one, and I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't like this price at, my, at minus 300 against such a big hitter like Clayton Rodriguez. I'm a big fan of the Basharat brothers and what they've been able to do, but I, I really do feel like because of his brother having the success that he's had so far that this line is very, very inflated. I don't have the stones to pick Clayton outright, uh, but mm. I'm staying away from this one. I'm picking Fareed Basharat, but don't put any money, please, if you like your bankroll. Yep. yep. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a very, very, very close fight. Three Minus 300 is sort of criminal. Yep. Um, this is This feels more of like a minus 150 type of fight for me. And I think Fareed has a little bit more for me to pick him. I, I really liked his fight against the guy. I keep calling Damone. And I'm going to keep calling him Damone. Damone and I know it's not his name. And I just, I just, just, it just, it just rolls off the tongue for me a lot better. But for Blackshear, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Blackshear. I really am. Uh, he's grown on me just in these last three weeks, especially taking on, set, you know, seven days' notices. Twister, and then putting up a great fight against Mario Batista, and Fareed's the one who beat him earlier this year. Um, I, I, I have liked a lot what Fareed has done in the Contender Series and what he did on the uh, the John Jones card. So I'm, I'm I feel pretty solid about this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fareed as well. I like it. I like it. No complaints from me. Next up, Morgan Charrier. The champ from France as well, coming in from Cage Warriors, making his UFC debut at a hefty minus 300 price, coming up against Manolo Zaccini. Coming from Venator FC, the house that Emil Webermech built. Shout out to Venator. Um, I'm going to throw to you, Sean. How do you feel about this featherweight matchup? <laughs> it's, it's I, I think, again, He's minus three hundred. I'm, I'm. I think that's a little too much for me. Uh, I, I am going with Morgan here, but I do believe it. it... Oh, it's tough because I, I can also see him take this. To be honest with you. Uh, you know what? This is a minus one seventy five for me. So I'm gonna stick with Morgan. Oh, this is tough. I, I can't. I'm not gonna waste any more time. God, I know it's going to come back to bite me. <laughs> Give me Morgan. Whew. I love it. I love oh, it. I'm I'm also going to be going with Morgan Charrier here, so not going to be a big difference in our standings either. Big fan of what he was able to accomplish in yeah, the Warriors organization. The guy's a finisher, man, so yeah. really watch out for that. I'm really excited to see him make his debut. I think it should be a pretty relatively easy, smooth win, so I'm interested that you were kind of wavering there. I was kind of hoping you'd go the other way, if I'm being honest. But next up, we've got Angelosa. Fighting out of Killcliffe FC, the gym that changes their name every three weeks. Coming up against Reese McKee, who comes back at a plus 152 underdog. 
As far as this matchup, I'm going to be very real, real with you. Nothing about Reese McKee's game has impressed me. And I know that he's had some really tough, tough matchups, especially when he was in the UFC, uh, but was able to come up big time in his time back in Cage Warriors. I just think he's not a plus athlete. And the fact that on his second UFC run, they're like, hey, Here's the guy that's just athlete muscle on muscle, right? Might not be the best the best guy in this division by a long shot, but this dude will completely be at a physical advantage against you. And I just don't like Reese McKee in those kind of matchups, if I'm being honest. So I'm very comfortably going to pick Angelosa here. Obviously, the path to victory is a later sort of Reese McKee drawing things out and then getting to Angelosa as the fight goes on. But I really liked what I've seen from Losa, especially with his improvements, not only in the gas, but just in composure, right? You can tell a lot of guys that, that fight out of that Kill Cliff FC camp have a lot to learn from guys like uh, Henry Hoof. So I'm a big fan of Lusa and what he's got. Give me Lusa at that price, minus 165. Ooh, okay. Um, see, this is a tough one for me because uh, I, as, as confident as I feel more in, in Ange, I do like McKee's history i know he you know he's making his his second run right you know it's been just about three years uh, his but his fight against hamzad at that time was one of the worst fights i've ever seen for mm-hmm. for him and then the morono fight he got pieced up pieced up in that one i mean alex morono is i like morono because he takes a fight at any time but for Ange, I did like his last win against um, what's his name? Um, AJ Fletcher. Jesus, mm-hmm. well, I almost <laughs> forgot. Um, yeah, I'm going with Ange. I think this is actually going to be one of those where this is going to end in the second round by TKO. Oof, I like it. Call your shot. Shoot it. I love it. Next up, moving on. So the women's bantamweight division, once again, we got two featured fights on this card. We've got Nora Cornole coming up against Jocelyn Edwards. Dead even. Minus 105 for both ladies is the best price you're going to get. You can get some dog numbers on these ladies, too. Make sure you check out Best Fight Odds. That's where we pulled these from. But, Sean, I'm going to throw you from the frying pan into the fire. Who do you got here? Uh, I'm going with Jocelyn here. Uh, wow. I, I'm a big fan of... What she's done, you know, this nice little three fight win streak. And like I, I I'm a firm believer in, in experience. Experience. Right. Knowing you, I knew that's Word. what I was gonna say. Word. Right? We're just we're just Word. finishing sentences for each other at this point. I know. Yes, thank you. Uh experience. Experience, experience, experience. That is vital for me. And granted, Jocelyn's wins haven't been easy for her, and they've been a little on the uh, debatable side with her last two wins being by split, but I do Feel that she has gotten much, much better since her loss against Jessica Rose Clark, and I think now she can. She's done a lot better with the takedown defense, mm-hmm. and I think that that's going to play a pretty vital role in this fight. And I just, I, I feel confident in this. This one's not going to go. This one's going to go to decision for sure. I believe, unless I'm completely wrong on that one, which has been possible. But I, I do feel Jocelyn is a more experienced fighter, and that will definitely be the edge in her victory. 
Whew, thank God. Thank God you got out through the analysis and you just feel the exact opposite as I do. I'm going Nora Cornole here, and I'm very confident actually in the play within the distance. I think Nora is a plus athlete in this division. And from what I've seen for Jocelyn Edwards, I don't think 135 is the best division for her. I feel like she mm-hmm. tends to carry a little bit. Uh, once again, no disrespect to the ladies out there. Don't want to say the wrong thing here, but I think she carries a little bit of extra weight in this division in a way that slows her down and sets her back a little bit. I think Nora's a plus athlete and someone who really comes to finish fights, has some damaging leg kicks, which we saw come to bear in her last fight. Um, I I think the Paris crowd's going to get behind her and she's going to get a nasty TKO here. So give me Nora within the distance. Next up, William Gomi coming up against Giannis Gamori. Two Frenchmen coming up against each other, right? The battle at, um, I, w- I wish I had a, a historical reference to go on here, but um, kind of found it a little strange, right? That with all things considered, they ended up pitting these two against each other, especially because we know um, Gomi fights at 145 and Giannis typically fights at Bantamweight at 135. That's who, that's where he was scheduled to fight Lorraine earlier in the fight, uh, earlier in the week, I should say. William Gomi, Giannis Gamori, who you got, Sean? I'm throwing it on you again. Yes, I, I love that you do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I got I got Gomi here. Um, I believe he was he meant to be the bigger fighter here, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan of his and his last couple fights. I think he's on a. I don't want to say this wrong now. I think he's on a two-fight win streak, if I remember correctly. But I do feel that size will be a factor here. And uh, I think the Yanni's fight was supposed to be a bantamweight. And now that he's moving up to kind of help, you know, keep this fight together and keep this card together a little bit, um, I think Gomi is actually going to be the one that has the advantage here. And so I'm going to go with uh, Gomi. Unfortunately, I do agree with you. Gomi has a very neutralizing style, um, and I think that's going to take a lot of the pop out of Giannis's shots, which I think is his best chance to victory. So I'm going with Gomi as well. Next up, we've got Volkan Uzdemir. No time versus Bogdan Guskov. I hope I've got that one co- correctly. Um, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Obviously, we like to see our light heavyweights get some experience in the UFC before we judge them too highly. Um, But I think it says a lot that the UFC signed them straight off of a KO from MMA Series 60 motherfucking four. Um, I, I think he's a plus athlete. The dude is huge and he comes to bang, right? Like just outright please fun fights please check them out uh real fun fights uh has a very interesting look to him um but might might be a little bit of a mirror match here not gonna lie uh but i'm gonna go with the underdog in guskov in his ufc debut i'm a big fan of ozdemir and what he's been able to accomplish so far but i just think he's on the tail end of his ufc run Guskov's a monster, man. And even if he doesn't come away with the win here, he's going to put a couple dents in the windshield in Vulcan, if you ask me. So give me Guskov at that dog price. Man, I'm so pissed you said that. Because I was going to go with Guskov because I thought you were going Volkan. Uh, man, because I'm not a big fan. of Just like you said, I think Volkan is clearly on the outskirts here of his 
UFC light heavyweight career, um, you know, he's he's been around a good minute. And I was telling you this off air that ever since that DC fight where I felt he didn't even deserve to be in that championship fight, it's been nothing but downhill since then. And, uh, you know, his last win was against Paul Craig, who now is at middleweight. Um, and ever since that, you know, it's been... I always looked at him as the guy who had a glass jaw, but he's survived the last three. So uh, I still believe, though, that this is this is Bogdan's fight to lose, even though the experience is a very big uh, hole for me. That kind of worries me a lot. You know, when it gets to round two and three, how much of a difference that's going to play. But I just don't, I don't have the confidence in Volkan right now to believe that he can turn this career around and uh i'm gonna go with bogdan as well oh man that's a tough break for me man i thought i was going with the deep cut here but apparently it's the consensus but you'll love to see it honestly i think uh having debuting fighters that make you question things like this is always fun right because it makes the fight more meaningful in my eyes at least so uh looking forward to seeing how this one plays out next up a fight that I've been really excited to discuss with you. Benoit Saint-Denis coming off that quick turnaround against Ishmael Bonfim, the younger of the Bonfim brothers, coming up against Tiago Moises, who comes back at plus 135 here in this lightweight bout. Sean, I'm going to throw to you in what I think could be one of the more competitive fights this of the is, night. This How is, you this is going to be, I think, the fight of the night for sure. Um, Ooh, guarantees yeah, I, I from Sean. I think this is going to be... An incredible fight. And I think pivotal for whoever comes out on top. And I think that's going to be Benoit for me. Um, that's who I'm picking. I, I I do believe he's on another level right now. There's a, you know, obviously, we're in UFC Paris. You know, he's the, the, the fight is made mainly for him here. It's going to be a great fight. But I, I just feel, you know, he he's really stepped up a lot in the last, I would say, the last... 12 to 18 months and he's he's been a completely different fighter than what i expected when he first came up and uh, i think that continues i think he gets a very a, an incredible fight fight of the night performance but i think this is going to be one of those where we remember you know, when we go to his next one i think he's going to have a third round submission Ooh, okay i like that a lot man i like that a lot at home right you love to see um a guy coming through at home like that, but guess what, brother? We're doing it again. We're on opposite sides. Ooh, I am let's going go. to be picking Tiago Moises. I'm a big fan of what I saw out of him in his last couple fights. Obviously, not on the best streak at the moment, but if you give me for my money, the man who had the most success by far against Khalabib himself. Um, I'm <laughs> no, I lied. The Halabib trained. Um <laughs> uh, why am I blanking on his name now? I got it. Don't say it. Islam Mahachev. Um, I think I think this guy is the most underrated lightweight on the roster. Mm. So give me him to come away with a huge dub here. I'm a big fan. Man, this this is gonna be a banger, though. I agree with you. I think it's it was really hard for me to pick, and I just think value at the end of the day in situations like this is always the, the play in my opinion, but um, this is going to be a banger. Honestly, I'm going to be uh, clinching my pearls as we watch <laughs> this one. Uh, next up, 
the co-main event that all of us know is happening, but none of us are sure we deserve. A fight that really took me by surprise, but the closer we get to it, I just can't wait, man. We've got Manon Fiaho coming up against Rose Namajunas. Thug Rose debut at Flyweight. Sean, I'm going to let you take the lead on our co-main event. Well, How are you feeling? This is so tough because Rose Namajunas is my absolute favorite women's fighter. She's always been. But I can't, I can't. I can't believe she's going to win this one, to be honest with you. I, I was very surprised that she decided that she was going to move up in weight and uh, go to a different weight class. I felt like, you know, it, it, she had it kind of set in store for her for what was next. I thought uh, even with the loss to Carla Esparza that she was going to wait for Zhang Wei Lee to get the belt back and then challenge her for a third time and get you have the ability to get a belt for a third time, you know, it's the first time ever. Yeah. And uh, the fact that she's decided to move up in weight and go to this weight class definitely speaks volume. And I think this is a potentially you could disagree with me. I feel like this is a potential number one contender fight in a way. Um, I think if Rose wins this fight, I think this is a fight depending on how the results go in two weeks from now. Um, who Whoever wins, I, I believe will will get the title shot next, unless there's rematches and stuff. But I'm a as much as a fan I am of Rose here. I, I Fioho has just been. I probably didn't say that right. It's probably it has been. I should say incredible. And she's looked so so good. And Rose, as much as because I'm such a big fan, I've seen her when she's at her absolute best, and I've seen her when she looks rattled or when she looks like she's not 100% committed and I've seen her in the Andrade fight she wasn't fully and she said it you know after that she wasn't 100% committed you know she once winning the belt it felt like the drive was a lot less than it once was and you know I don't think that's how it was going you know having the second title reign I think she tried to be very tactical and I think very, the game plan and the fact that they still believe the game plan was a good game plan, I, I, I believe that it, she's still a great fighter, and I think she could absolutely shock us all and, you know, take Fioho out in 30 seconds. You know, like, I think she's an incredible fighter, but I don't know. I I, I can't be too confident in the fact of her coming up in weight um, for the first time, and Fioho, I think, is on, like, a four- or five-fight win streak. She's just been so dominant. I've loved every part of her fight. Some fights have been closer than others, but, man, she's looked real good. And I think she's a sleeper. I think people are thinking Rose is going to run through this, but I don't think people are really paying attention to what Fioho has done over the last two years. And I think uh, people will be surprised. People will be surprised. I think you'll be surprised. I think people will be very surprised on, uh, on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Ooh. I, I like it. I like it. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I, I, I'm very much so in agreement with you. I think this is a very huge task for Nama Yunus in her debut yes. fight. I can't wait to just sit back and enjoy this one, right? To not have stakes in that way, right? And just to really 
learn some shit because I think at the end of this fight we're really gonna have a, a interesting idea of where Rose Nama Yunus uh, lands in this division, uh, but also just how good Manon Fiaho can be. Can't wait to see her have this homecoming moment and how she responds. Man, this this fight is insane. Like, although it doesn't really seem that close on paper. Um, I was really close to going with Rose here and hearing you sort of make your pick too. I was like, man, I might be on the wrong side, but I'm going to stay with Fiaho for now. I think I like the spot. And just once again, being at home is what really puts it over the edge for me. Um, But man, I don't, I'll tell you what right now, I do not want to be the person that is scheduled to be facing Rose Namajunas, no matter who it is. I think she has a lot to prove and looks absolutely jacked um, with this new muscle that she's added for this weight class. So can't wait to see this fight. Glad that we don't have too many stakes at the moment. Our main event, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Cyril oh, gone. All of the Cyril is gone. All the Cyril. against Sergei Spivak, the polar bear himself. I love this fight. I love this fight so much. And the main reason I love it is because they're like, oh, so you got cooked against the all-time great wrestler the last yeah. time out there, right? Why not give you the surging wrestler and see how good of a striker you are? And that's a matchup that I honestly really hate for Cyril Gone, man. Coming off of a soul-draining performance against John Jones to have to face that demon again. Although not the same wrestler, right? Not the same sort of attacks you're going to be dealing with from John Jones. You're going to be seeing from Sergey Spivak. Uh, but I've just seen so much from Spivak as far as being hurt and continuing on through that and just being a damn professional out there, right? If you're not getting what you need as far as on the feed and advancing to the positions you want, just being able to stay calm, stay tactical, and put yourself in an advantageous spot to get to your game, that's something that I saw really consistently out of Sergey Spivak up to this point. And I've got no reason to shy away from him at this number on top of it. I think if you ask me, I'm honestly surprised that the oddsmakers are leaning this way, I guess because he's home. But this is the worst matchup they could have gave him coming off of his last fight, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be a shock to the system. So give me Sergey Spivak to complete the underdog uh, upset. And honestly, leave the Paris crowd a little, a little yearning at the end of the night. A little sad, right? Some tears in the Paris crowd as they head out to the stands. Give me Sergey Spivak in the main event. Because you said that, I'm going with Cyril Gaon. Um, I believe that Cyril Gaon is a better, he's probably the best fighter that Spivak will ever face. But yes, I do believe exactly what you said. I and I, I going into this podcast, I believe Spivak was going to win. But wow, um, just I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up because I do believe the Paris crowd will help out with gone in this one but i do you know i think gone is an incredible striker and he has spent the entirety of this camp learning how to defend a takedown which is hilarious to me but it's still i think gonna play some sort of dividends in in this fight i don't know how much of a factor it's gonna it's going to be because I think, honestly, if I had to predict here right now, I think this fight ends in three minutes, and I think Gon knocks him out. Um, I think he's going to do whatever it takes to avoid the takedown, and I think, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to want to do 25 minutes, and I think he's going to try to 
uh, keep it on the outside. And I, honestly, my CCO got knocking him out kind of clean. And yeah. I, I have uh, I have Shogun by knockout. I'm surprised that you went the full other way after admitting that you kind of was iffy coming in. That's crazy. I mean, I, I guess to, it's going to happen. It it's going to happen. I'm just really worried for Gone here because not only, right, is he someone that has these fears, but also I feel like he's more <laughs> of a drag him out kind of heavyweight fighter than he is a knockout puncher necessarily. I thought it took Tai Tuivasa really hurting him to make him realize that he kind of has to go after it that led to that finish for Cyril Gaon. So I think especially staying at range and trying to um, outpoint um, Sergey Spivak is going to be a, a, a reason why I'm doubling down on him losing. I feel like taking the time to reset and stay calm, you, that, that works in theory, but after someone's uh, attacking the same thing and chipping away after a certain amount of time, you got a feeling that they're going to be able to break through in those phases. So I love it. Sorry to, sorry to undercut your analysis with some more, man. I felt really, no, no, uh, I look but, at it the opposite. I look at it. You said that this is probably the worst fight he could get right now. And I look at it as it's the best one he could get because there's no better thing to do than to face your demons head on. And clearly his biggest weakness is wrestling no doubt about it i think john jones joked about it the whole fight camp and you know the whole pre-show about he's an amazing striker but he's got zero wrestling and you know he got out wrestled by francis naganu which i think was telling and mm -hmm. i think john jones made it look so easy to the point where we look at gone in a completely different light than we did a year ago mm -hmm. and or even a year and a half ago because depending on how you feel with the francis fight but I think that this was the best thing he could have gotten. I think he probably had his coaches or his coaches told him this is the fight he wants because um, there's no nothing better than to train to learn how to stuff the takedown, to learn how to be on the mat, than face it head on. If you're just going to avoid it by facing another striker, to hoping facing Spivak in the future or someone of his caliber, you're really not helping yourself there. So I, I do believe that facing your your biggest gaping hole right then and there right now is a big major step for him to climb back into you know i know he's already a top three fighter in the division but to solidify himself as a guy who could still make a run for mm -hmm. a title this is where it starts because if you could stuff sergey in the takedowns or at least most of them then you could show other fighters in your your quest to become a champion one day not just an interim champion but a, a actual champion that you can you can do all of MMA. You're not just a striker. And I think that's where it starts. I think it starts on uh, Saturday evening in UFC <laughs> Paris. Go. I love it. I love it. I love the analysis. One of us is going to be catastrophically wrong, and I'm just hoping oh, yeah. it's not me. Uh, but with all that being said, we are done for the show as far as our picks go. Because now it's time to get into our Dynasty Draft, my favorite part of the show, if you ask me. This week, Sean has the first pick. As you know, every week we alternate these picks. Um, so really excited to see which way you go with this one, brother. T this is start this us is off. This is tough because there's no there's no guarantee with like uh with anyone. Um and you have to really think about the future more than just this fight. So to start it off. Started off here. I'm going to say 
know what? I don't think you're going to pick him anyway, but I'm going to stick with it. Oh, this is tough, man. You, you got me. You got me thinking here. But you know what? Give me, give me Fioho to start it off. Damn it! So I, close. I figured you wanted her, so I threw in a him to start it, and then I switched it up to a her just, just to throw you off. How dare you? I'm hurt. I'm honestly hurt. Can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> um, this is a tough one, right? Yes. This is a tough one indeed. Oh man, I don't I don't know where I want to go now. You just you just destroyed my plans here for the dynasty draft. I have to. Oh man. My job. This is tough. This is a tough one for sure. Um I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna with my first pick, I'm gonna go with Morgan Charrier. With my second pick. And this may surprise some folks. I'm doing it. Give me Rose Nama Eunice. Wow. Even if she wow. doesn't win here, I think this is great value. Ooh, I go ahead and pick. Go ahead and pick Cyril Gan. I disagree with you completely. I think Rose Nama Eunice, if she loses, she retires. <laughs> That's what I think. Even or better. One, one and done one on the L's. Attempt. One final attempt at a, at a title back at her original weight class, but I think her career is coming to a stunning end very soon if she can't if she can't capitalize. How dare but you. yes, uh, Cyril Gan would be my next one. I knew and it. And then I'm gonna go with ooh, ooh, ooh. all the cereal is gone. All the cereal is gone for sure. This is a tough one because I don't know. You know what? Give me Benoit. Let's Benoit. go. My favorite. I know you're going to take Tiago here. So Don't speak for me. I'm going Farid Basharat with my first okay. pick. And with my second pick, I can't wait to prove you wrong once again. Because <laughs> I'm going with the the young Polar Bell himself. One of my favorite rising heavyweights, Sergei Spivak. Ooh, you know what? So I'm gonna do. Oh, now you got me thinking. Now thinking, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I'm stuck on two guys here. Hey yo. And hey yo is right. <laughs> wow. Can't believe I just said that out loud. All right. Um. Hmm. To round it up, give me – I'm going to take a loss here. But give me hmm. Tiago Moises. Wow, look at that. I think that's great value, to be honest. So good shout. Hey, we both got a guaranteed L on this card. You'll have to see yep. it. Yep. So we're fighting to see who's going to go 3-1 and one here. <laughs> You'll have to yes. see it. <laughs> Hopefully yes. not both of us, uh, but I can't believe it, man. Record time, it feels like. That's it. Is there yes, any, any other storylines, any other things you want to mention before we get out of here? Well, how do you feel? <laughs> um, Honestly, I'm kind of underwhelmed by this card. I'm gonna yeah, it's a, it's a very underwhelming one, and I think I, so is next week's. 
Yeah, I don't think obviously name value is what's missing here. I think a lot of these fights are actually going to be a lot more competitive than the odds suggest. I mean, honestly, a lot of these are close odds anyway. Um, but I just feel like this is going to be a closely matched card and that things can go in a weird way, right? When cards are like that, like either sometimes they start off slow, they could get a little boring. So I don't know, not really sure how I'm feeling about this one coming in. But once we get past that prelim mark, and once we're in the main corner, man, I, I really like a lot of those fights on the main card. So uh, can't wait. A lot of prospects, right? A lot of things we're going to learn after this one. So um, the, the UFC uh, show continues on the road. How, how are you feeling about this one before we close out? Oh, see, that's a good question. I, oh, it's not my favorite. I think this is going to be one of the, um, compared to the last one, which I believe was like a year ago. Right, I think it was exactly a year ago. I remember because I was in Tampa. It was early September when that car was happening. When it was gone to Ivasa, Shuivasa, yeah, yeah, Shuivasa. So, uh, this one's a little bit on the underwhelming side compared to that card, but it has a nice main card. Uh, very exciting, especially with the surprise of Rose Namajunas. Going up in, in weight, I think that's a big story here. You know, former champion who put on probably, if not, not probably, non arguably, the worst championship performance I've ever seen, and I think this is probably a major factor as to why she decided to move up in weight. Maybe she felt like she had done everything she needed to in that weight class, and who knows? Maybe ten pounds on her makes her one of the most dominant fighters that there are so i i don't know i i just i feel that there's going to be a significant challenge there for her taking on someone like viejo this is arguably a number one contender in herself so i think that's a big thing and then Cyril gone can he take can he stuff the takedown can how will he do in the aftermath of francis nagano in of, of a John Jones, and obviously we saw his incredible performance, like I said, against Tai Tuivasa, you know, another striker. So I think he dominates all strikers. I think he's a top three, top five fighter in the heavyweight division regardless. But like I said, I believe the best thing you could do for your career for gone, speaking to him as if you'll ever hear me, is to face <laughs> this problem head on. And I think this is a Perfect and incredible job by him and his team to take this fight. Because if you can turn this around right here and change the narrative, you can start opening up a lot of possibilities and, and uh, doors for yourself. And I think it starts this weekend. I love it, man. You can't set it up any better than that. The analysis is on point. The view is on point. The hair is on point. Sean, why don't you <laughs> tell them where they can find you, brother? Yes, the hair is on point. Well, you can find me at... Uh, at Sean Negron 26 on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. And uh, then you can see me at bsreports.org. That's my website for sports, any sport, anything sports related for you. If you're ever, ever considering joining the sports world and getting your content, your knowledge, your, what you want out there, then you are more than welcome to reach out to me at any time and I will always help you. But before I before I throw this back at you, oh man, I know you're gonna. I know I you know. I was hoping I could say. hide. I was hoping I, I would be invisible. 
Yes, go ahead. I Tell believe the in the last episode, we Tell heard the a we heard a specific uh, comment from you saying that we should be surprised. We 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 sh- we're going to be waiting for maybe an article, maybe some sort of content that will be sent my way. Maybe <laughs> I just you know coming to the source itself. I'm going to point the mic at you here. What is going on with this? Uh, can you tell us more about what's going on? Yes, so I will be as transparent as possible. You hate to see when your editor just throws you in front of the bus, right? In front of all the people, <laughs> just just in front of everyone in the Times Square. Uh, but I'm working. I'm efforting. It is a thing. I, it is a thing. Can I guarantee uh, a speedy delivery? At this point, it's safe to say no, because I'm already late, right? But it is a thing, and it is. it does exist. So... Whether or not you believe me or not, it is in the I believe Google you. Drive. We're working. Yeah. We're working. Am I there yet? No. But can very we, soon I will be making my debut. Can we tell the fans that it will be here before the end of October? Oh, that I, I feel disrespected. It, <laughs> it'll certainly be here before the end of um, October for sure. That is okay. way far away, brother. Okay, it's two months away. You know, it creeps up. It comes. You know, it comes yeah, real quick. It does quick, come so. quick. Yeah, yeah AEO on my part there. But how dare you? You know, you never, you never know. Uh, and I look forward. I look forward to reading it. I look forward to having it on the on the website. And you know, you joining the team. And this, I thought I was already a part of it, right? You, you are. You are. But you know, no one knows that because your oh, name now is no nowhere knows. to be found. <laughs> You need to make your debut. It's like as someone who's signed to the UFC. No one knows you're signed until they I thought I had a bio, man. No, you don't. I'm sorry. Only people who have established writers get bios, so. (laughs) Haven't earned it. I don't blame you. Nah, don't worry. You'll be there real soon. I'm just messing with you. But, yes. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. This is exciting times, even though these next two cars aren't the – most exciting. Uh, I look forward to what the UFC has in plan for the end of the year, and uh, can't wait to keep this going, brother. Yes, sir. It's always a blast, and it just keeps getting better. The gift that keeps on giving is this show. So make sure you continue to support it. Make sure you're following the brand at OTS Media Co. on all platforms, OTS Media on YouTube. Got a lot of awesome stuff coming your way, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, if you ask me. So make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you, you you got everything lined up so you don't miss any of the good stuff that we've got coming your way. In addition to all of that, just wanted to mention you could follow me at Negrong MMA on Twitter. Trying to hit that 550 mark. Keep wavering right under 540. So let's get there, right? Make sure you, you show me some support there. Would really appreciate it. And with all that being said, make sure that if you liked it, like the like the video, man. Let the people know that you're enjoying what you see, and that way we know that we're, you're we're giving you the kind of quality you want, right? That's what's most important to us. So let us know all that good stuff, and I can't wait to interact with some of you guys there. Sean, please send us off on a good note here. I'm not one for send offs, but I appreciate all of you that that came in and listened, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. What a legend. Peace.